Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And we're so excited that you're here for the second week of Geekmas as we continue on the most geeky time of year. There will be no birds. There will be no birds? Yeah, because it's the second week of Geekmas. My true geek gave to me. Okay. No birds. Okay. Because in the 12 days of Christmas, there's a lot of birds. There's a lot of verses, too. Well, the 12 days of Christmas. Like, think of how many birds there are. A lot of birds. There's a lot of people in the 12 days of Christmas. I will admit I usually zone out after like the third day. So do you remember, this is a fun, a fun little aside I'm about to go on. Um, do you remember when Starbucks played the Muppets 12 days of Christmas? Mm -hmm. I love the Muppets. But I'm bump. I bump. love the Muppets so much. But I'm bump bump. But I never want to hear the Muppets 12 days of Christmas bump, ever bump, again. Bump. Um, because Miss Piggy is the one who sings Five Golden Rings. Mm -hmm. um, and that can really wear on your soul after a while. Hmm. So, yeah. It's a good thing, though. What should people do? You should go to geekscorner.live and tell me what your favorite version of the 12 Days of Christmas is and what you would do if someone gave you that many birds. I just, I'm focused on the what birds. What if you I'm... just don't have a favorite version? Because I heard it, it was like Andy Williams or something singing it on the radio today, and I literally changed the channel because, like, how does anybody, one, sing this entire song, and two, listen to it? I don't, and I'm actually very grateful that we have taken all versions of 12 Days of Christmas off of the playlists at work. There you go. There are no versions. There are, like, eight versions of Jingle Bells, though. That's okay. That's good. But no 12 Days of Christmas. No 12. So, that's a step up in if, the world. If my true love was trying to give me birds, I don't think that actually be my true love. I'm scared of birds. They're scary. I used to have parakeets and chickens. And doves, actually, now that I'm thinking about this. But a turtle dove? No. A partridge? In a pear tree? No. Oh, okay. So you're safe. But the bird, we had, um, we did have a parakeet that flew into the Christmas tree. It liked to go into the Christmas tree, and that was a problem. It liked to hang, like, you got a real Christmas tree? Yeah. I've never had a real Christmas tree. I don't yeah. know what that's like. I grew up with real Christmas trees. I grew up in Southern California, so I did not grow up. Someday we're going to have an aluminum Christmas tree. Like, that's the next step. Since that's the lights work this year, that was actually the goal for this year was to have an aluminum Christmas tree, and that just didn't work. Uh, Canadian Brass 12 Days of Christmas, I can handle. I actually do like that version. I haven't listened to them this year. I need to do that. Um, Fix it. That is a good idea. We were listening to Home Alone tonight before the show started. Not that a Disney was... property. <gasps> yes, it is. It's on Disney+. Plus. I think it's owned oh. by 20th Century, which is owned by Disney, so it's now a Disney property. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. It is that magical time of Geekmas, where every week throughout Geekmas, we have an ornament of the week. Is that what I called it last week? Something like that. Yes, it is the ornament of the week. And this week, we are celebrating what will be in theaters next week. Is that next week? Yes, it's next week. I don't know. On December 16th, Avatar, The Way of Water, will be swimming its way into theaters. And it looks like, from the early reviews, people are going to love it. Like, if you I'm, like James Cameron. I don't know. I'm just shocked at the amount of people that had the social media embargo lifted. dropped or lifted today. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting there to be kind of like the big humbug thing happening because yeah. it's like oh too long and this should have been 10 years ago and left in the past and like people are going crazy over so this thing so what gets me though is i saw someone today say 
is a fantastic movie. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's all these things. They're like, it's exactly what you'd expect out of the Avatar series. And I'm like, there's been one, first of all. Well, now there's two, so it's a series. I know, but they're, anyway. Anyway. The second thing is that they were like, well, someone said, I didn't really like the first Avatar. Well, I care about this one. Someone said, well, if you didn't like the first Avatar, you won't like this one. I'm like, but did anyone like a lot of people did in their defense. I, I just didn't get it. But we didn't see it when it first came out. Didn't. And maybe that's part of it. You really think that's part of it. A good story? Hold up. Should I have to watch Titanic on two VHS tapes to understand how good it is? Yes. Is that what James Cameron intends? I've yes. still never seen Titanic, That's exactly by the way. his way. I don't really care to see Titanic. All right. Let's get into the ornament of the week. Do you want to explain what we have and why? Well, I kind of already explained why. We have the mighty Ekron. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing again where I just stand up. This is my favorite part of the um, show now, the part where I just get up and where it's it's fuzzy because it's not gonna. It's fun. Okay. Look, the mighty Ekron, a banshee. <laughs> you can fly on the back of these babies for miles. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, um, much like in. All right, we ready? Much like an avatar flight of passage, you can fly on the back of a banshee, but this is specifically Avatar the Way of Water. Are we ready? Um, yeah. All right, ready for the big moment. There you go, I found the key. Ha-cha-cha. There's the moment. Ha -cha -cha. I don't know if this is better or worse than the tree not working. Sivako <laughs> means rise to the challenge. You did. And that is this week's <laughs> ornament of the week. We will have a video up close of it on Patreon later tonight so you can see how beautiful this thing absolutely You're welcome, is. I guess. Over the weekend, moving right along, if that's okay. Yeah? Good? Okay. Um, over the weekend was Candlelight ceremony processional all of that jazz at the disneyland resort we were there both saturday and sunday to cover this uh magnificent event at what were you looking at weird um i was reading the mug oh you're reading the mug okay i gave katie a starbucks mug because i thought it was appropriate but um it has like the remember when they would actually take cups and you could like mark them remember that no i didn't know you could do that but uh mm. that's great um Supposedly next year you're going to be able to do that again. Um, right? If you don't already know, if you're a coffee or tea drinker. Bring your own cup. No. Oh, not that. Okay. Go to your local Starbucks. There's a refill tumbler. For the entire month of January, you can get a free brewed coffee or tea. It's a great deal. It is my one of my Christmas presents to Mr. Dapps every single year. Yep. It's great for the people in your life that love coffee. Or don't, if it's someone you hate, I guess. There you go. Anyway, we were at Disneyland all weekend <laughs> and uh, for Candlelight, but one of the highlights was not just Candlelight. It was getting to see Bob Iger in the park again with Josh tomorrow as they wandered around uh, Fantasyland, Main Street, Avengers, Avengers Campus. Campus. They seem to be everywhere. Um, Kevin Feige showed up at one point. I think a couple times, actually, from what I understand. He said, what's up? Yes, but uh, there was this wonderful moment when they walked into town square and everybody was waiting for candlelight and the crowd just went crazy with Iger there and uh, 
Josh tomorrow, which I realized in hindsight might have been a weird thing because usually Josh is the one that gets all of the cheers. And now there was two people was getting. Like, yeah. I mean, they look like they're having fun together. Yeah, but uh, what did you think of this this moment on Saturday afternoon? First of all, of course they would show up the day that I am not able to make it to Candlelight. Mm -hmm. um, so I did not get to see this in person. And I was incredibly disappointed. Um, I like it. Uh, I am a very, very big uh, supporter of leaders actually getting into their field of work and being present. And I think Josh tomorrow does that very well. Um, he's the head of Parks and Resorts, and you see that man in parks and or resorts very frequently. Um, and I mean, it's nice to see the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Um, and it's funny. I kind of go back and forth, right? Disneyland is a locals park to us, but it is also quite literally the place where the Walt Disney Company kind of got a lot of its footing and a lot of where the funding came from and like a lot came from Disneyland proper. So there's a lot of reason to care about it when you're the CEO. But I'm always like, Disneyland's my backyard. Who's at Disneyland? Um, I don't know if that makes any sense to you because you're kind of looking at me sideways. Disgusting. Um, yeah, you're doing that thing where you're like, Katie's not making sense. But I... No, I think it's a very good thing for yeah. the CEO to be out and about in meeting people, hearing from them firsthand what they like and what they don't like because you know people were giving their opinions even though they were happy to see him. I would be shocked if he did not hear what people liked and disliked throughout the day on Personally, Saturday. I would have walked up to him, shaken his hand, and I would have said, sir, what is your plan to bring back people mover? Or that. Um, <laughs> yes. I would not have said that. I wouldn't have I said don't anything. know that you wouldn't have. But um, I think there's a chance. Ye of little faith. I wouldn't blame you. I think it'd be great. Um, I would say, You wouldn't be the first person either. What will you do about the lack of kinetic energy in Tomorrowland? That's a good question. Um, but no, I thought it was great to see him out and about. I thought it was great to see them together um, and just how accessible they were. It wasn't like they were all surrounded by guards and security. Or, yeah. and, and yes, they did have a couple hosts, but they weren't plaids. They were... But also, it was not in that way of like, you know how sometimes you don't see a celebrity, but you see a circle of, like, mm -hmm. security or bodyguards, and you're like, huh, that must be somebody. You'd expect that level of yeah, what have you. Um, and I... Maybe just because it's on my mind. Um, you know how Kennedy didn't want to be in an enclosed car? Because yes. he wanted to be... Yeah. Um, but it was because he wanted to be more accessible to, to everyone. I'm not making a Kennedy comparison here. I am simply saying. That <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> I am simply pointing out <laughs> that uh, I think that there was a very real point there with being accessible and being open to the people that you serve in. Yeah, it summer. connects because at the end of the day, you make money by building relationships. Mm -hmm. And if you have a good relationship with the company and the leadership of it, I think that bodes well for everybody. And you do have to wonder how if the relationship had been fostered and built over the last two years with Chapek, how that would have changed his fortunes. I don't know that it would have actually changed the outcome, but I think it would have definitely changed the, um, I think it would have changed some of the perception of it. And uh, it's, it's, 
unfortunate in that regard. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was great to see Iger, great to see Damaro as always. And I, love... I would love to hear what they were talking about when they weren't being swarmed by guests. I loved the picture of Iger, Damaro, and Feige in Avengers Campus. Yeah. That's just cool. Mm -hmm. And it might have been the first time Iger has been back since coming back to the company, which is also cool. As far as we know, yeah. Yeah. All right. We also got Candlelight this weekend with Viola Davis, and she was fantastic. She was so I was thinking about it afterwards. She really uh, shared the story with um, with passion, conviction, and strength. And like well, she, you, her she, voice is beautiful. But she did more than her voice. Like she was yeah. using her hands. She mm -hmm. was using her face. Yeah. Like when she was doing the part with the kings, she was acting it out in her face. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I see why you got an Academy Award because you are, <laughs> you are truly a storyteller. Uh -huh. And uh, and. She clearly has a, a personal connection to the story as well that she was sharing through the way she told the story. Um, and it was interesting because we've heard a lot of narrators through the years. And I think she's going to go up there as one of the best just because of how um, dynamic she was with her, her reading of mm -hmm. the narration. What did you think? I thought she was fantastic. And I think one of the most important things a candlelight narrator can do, in my humble opinion, is take the focus off of them and put it on the story that is being told. And I think that sometimes that doesn't happen successfully, not due to any fault of the narrator, but I think that sometimes it's like, oh my God, it's Thor reading the story of the birth of Jesus. Like, and I think that that kind of, I don't think that detracted in any way, but it was distracting, if that makes sense. So you're saying he was too handsome to tell the story of Christmas. Is that what that you're saying? That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I am. That is not what I'm saying. I was listening to the people around me. <laughs> anyway, no, keep going. No, because Viola Davis is stunning. Um, I think that there is this way of kind of putting your celebrity aside and just telling a very important story. Um, and I think that she did that very, very well. Um, not to the point where I forgot there was like this celebrity, uh, at Candlelight, but it was just, I got to kind of sit back and enjoy Candlelight instead of like staring her down and being like, what are you going to do next? Um, there's kind of like this ease, I guess. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that, am I making any sense tonight? I've been up since 4am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I just, I really, really enjoyed her. Um, and as... I have stayed in the past. He will not say it. But Candlelight's a very stressful weekend. Um, and so I think sometimes in my head, I'm kind of running through all of the um, aspects and moving parts of what is going on. And I think that I actually just really got to enjoy it. So. Good. Very good. Yeah, I thought she was great. Uh, question. So I did an article this week on five memorable narrators that we've filmed. What are some of the narrators that stick out? Maybe top two or three that stick out to you as your favorites? I'm trying to remember how long I've been doing this. Who was my first narrator? Oh, my first narrator was... Was it Chris Hemsworth? My first one? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I really love Sterling K. Brown. Okay. He was very fantastic. Um, an unpopular opinion. I don't like him as a person that much, but I did like Chris Pratt doing it. Chris Pratt was hilarious. <laughs> I... But that's a case, too, 
where I would say the story got a little bit lost mm -hmm. by the personality because he was like over explaining it and uh, I think that paraphrasing and of part of what I'm measuring here as well though is their ending um, quip right the part that they get to say mm -hmm. outside of the actual story yeah um, and whether you like him or not, Chris Pratt was extremely passionate about what he had to say about the holidays. Yep. Um, and I, I think that there was a very heartfelt message there. And so... So you got Chris Pratt. You mm -hmm. like Sterling. Sterling K. Brown and Viola Davis are probably my top three. Your top three. Okay. Yeah. I know. I'm not saying Lin-Manuel Miranda. I actually had that thought. I was like, I'm pretty sure you were there that year. I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, um... Yes. Mary Poppins Returns. That was not that year. Oh. That was the year after because... Oh, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Which, wasn't that the year that Chris Hemsworth did it? Probably. They all blend together for me. Yeah, honestly, it's really... I need to look at your list of narrators and figure out who my first year was. Well, I was been... realizing this is... I've been doing it for 20 years. We've been recording for 15. I'm not even 20 years old. There you go. And um, as I was thinking <laughs> through the years, obviously Dick Van Dyke... Uh, popped out. I wish I could have seen that. Um, as I'm thinking more about it, I don't know if we filmed him or not, but Bo Bridges I really liked. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I liked... Uh, what else did I like? I liked... Um, I will say, this is a secondhand story. The Guardian's dad. Oh, um... Uh, Kurt Russell. I was like, the one Kurt that... Kurt Russell was fun. Um, well, Disney wrote his name because he wanted him to host Candlelight, actually. That must have been it. Finally, years later. Uh oh my dad dad if you're watching this hi i love you um with my very very young older brother mm -hmm. got to see james earl jones see that would be the one i wish i would have seen yeah. that would have been very cool which i'm so jealous uh because my oldest brother was born in 82 mm -hmm. so it had to have been mid 80s mm -hmm. well we have the full list on our history of the candlelight and it has been confirmed as the same one that disney has so uh it should so be right. Everyone that told us we had an incorrect list. We have fact checked. You're going to have to ask somebody else because we're correct. We think. <laughs> if you think we're wrong, we've got bad news for you. Talk to Mr. <laughs> Disney. Um, <laughs> Tell him we sent you. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, I didn't get a third one yet. You didn't get a third one. Who's your third one? Actually, did I get? I did get three. They just you weren't said, the ones I was originally Oh, Dick Van Dyke. Um, Bo and then Bo, Kurt. and then, yeah. Those aren't, were those not the three, but... Those weren't on my list that I wrote, actually. But like, if that's what your gut just said, that says something. That's in the moment, yeah. Yeah. What? And that's without looking at a list. And so, that's without looking at videos, too, because the videos sometimes change it. But again, you were going off memory and feeling, and I think that that is a pretty good indicator. Sure. In my opinion. In your opinion. I think that's not a bad opinion. I was like, why are you being weird? I don't know. Because um, I'm second guessing it already. But why? Don't second guess yourself, man. Hmm? I can. I like to analyze these things and pit them against each other. Uh, all Welcome right. to the 50-hour episode of Geeks Corner, where Mr. Daps just goes back and forth with himself in a debate. Yeah, it'll be fun. This man could debate himself. Yeah, you have to be able to if you're going to be a good debater. Yeah, I know. Like I get that, but I can't debate to save my life. That's okay. What do you need to debate? You. Oh, okay. Why? Why not? Okay. 
it's not in the, the show notes. <laughs> not the show. All right. We have a new trailer for Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, and a title, actually, now that I think about it. First off, before we get into the trailer, what do you think of Dial of Destiny? I don't love it. You don't love it? No. Why not? I just don't know. I don't like... It's three words, right? Dial of Destiny. I just don't like the feeling it evokes. Mm -hmm. I do like alliteration. Um, but I, I don't know. I. It's the most we know about the show in many ways, like the plot of the show yeah. so far. Because we do know it involved Nazis, which is great. Which is most of Indiana Jones. He hates those guys. And um, and that's really all we know is that it, it's during the space age mm -hmm. and... Which I love. Nazis trying to get into space with rockets or Don't something. Don't love Nazis, though. And that's intriguing. Mm -hmm. But I am curious what the dial is of Destiny mm -hmm. now that... Well, because, like, everything else was very clear, right? Like The Lost Ark is very clear. Lost Ark is very clear. Crystal um, Skull was not clear. <laughs> but... I mean, but you, you could imagine... Crystal Skull is a legend, though. And it you was, could imagine it, yeah. It was a thing where it was like there was five skulls... Five schools made of crystal worldwide. So maybe we need to Google Dial of Destiny. Maybe. Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so there's... Hmm. I think that a lot of Indiana Jones has been based off of... Are you about to look it up? Yeah, keep talking. Uh, a lot of Indiana Jones... <laughs> I like the dial soap just popped up. Uh, it's actually just him fighting dial of soap. There you go. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? I loved it. I loved it so much. You know what my favorite part is? Hmm. There's a lot of favorite parts. I was going to say, uh, I have several. but Well, one, uh, I love at the end when he kind of does his Harrison Ford face. It's not a character. It's Harrison Ford going... Oh, nuts. Because <laughs> um, he does it in everything. Mm -hmm. um, but... Importantly, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Looks great. Love her. Yeah, she looks like she's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the most important thing is I got really into Fleabag like two or three months ago. And so all I'm wanting is for her to do an aside. She's not going to do an aside. I would love her to do an aside. I hope not. I don't want to run. There's this one shot where she looks directly at the camera and I'm like, Fleabag aside! Um... But that'd be terrible. I'm doing a bit. Oh, okay. I'm doing a bit where I talk about things I like. I get that, but I don't want to be taken out of Indiana Jones into something bit. else. Um, looking at Dial of Destiny, there appears to be no historical reference to an artifact, at least off of a quick Google search. So that will be know. interesting. I agree with you. The trailer is great. Um, it's so fun. I want you to point out the thing that you pointed out when we just watched it. Which thing did I point out? That it does everything that Indy does throughout the movies. Yes. You've got him on a horse. You've got him with the whip. You've got him with, with the ball, uh, with the boulder. Hanging out of the car. You've the got train. the boulder. You've got the train. Like, it's literally got every piece. You've got Sala. It's Indiana Jones' greatest hits. Yes, it totally <laughs> is, which is a great way to wrap it up. And it's like one of my favorite westerns is Silverado. And I think one of the reasons I like it so much is it has, it's like a greatest hit of 
every western. western. It's yeah. like we have this, we have the cattle run, we have He's got his hat that he can't get rid of. Yeah. Like yeah. Like it's all there, which I think is fantastic. And um and he doesn't look I actually think he looks younger in this, not to mention the de aging, we'll get to that. But I think he looks younger running and riding horses and all of this in this movie, which is how many years since has it been since Force Awakens? Since Force Awakens? It's been seven. Yeah, so I think he looks younger and more active in this than he did in that. Well, because Force Awakens, he didn't do anything. But he ran with Chewie. I mean, he just kind of stood there and then went... But they did run in one scene, and it was like he's he kind of had that old man yeah. run. And this, he looked like he was running. And so I think that's a huge step forward. He and also likes Indiana Jones better. Yeah, but I will still I will still critique them equally hard. I know. This is... No, no, I wasn't saying you. I was saying oh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. That could be it, too. You just admitting you like Indiana Jones better than Star Wars? Oh, totally. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that even a question? That was funny. Uh, no, Harrison Ford. How many Indiana Jones hats do I have? Two? Four. Four? At least. I've only seen one. It's because I only wear one. You gotta keep the other. You've seen two, actually. One's on the other side of that wall. Um, oh, is that one? No, that's the, that's the cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, no, Harrison Ford likes Indiana Jones way more than he likes Star Wars. Um, because he. <laughs> but I feel like Indiana Jones is everything he would want Han Solo to be. Well, yes, because in his head, like Han Solo was a nerd, a nerd for nerds. And then. Indiana Jones was like this cool guy for cool guys. Okay. So. Um, but he always messes up. Yeah, but he's still cool guys to like Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. And Indiana Jones is always cool because all the ladies want him. Even though he's always like messing up. Yeah. I always find that humorous. Because he was supposed to be like an American guy. James Bond. And I was like, he's not an American James Bond because James Bond never makes a wrong move. Whereas Indiana Jones suddenly is in this like, oh, how did I get in this? This is, you know, this is bad moment. Like I he have gets been himself, on Indiana Jones Adventure. He bumbles into things. And I think that makes it very fun. Speaking, this isn't on the show notes. Uh -oh. I'm just going rogue. Yeah. This, I don't believe this. This four month uh, refurb in the spring. Yeah. Some people believe there will be an Indy 5 tie-in. I don't think that. Do you think that? I think they could throw some Easter eggs in. I think Easter eggs, sure. Like, oh, if you look to your left when you enter this scene, you'll see I the don't see dial. It. Or... I don't see it mattering one way or the other. Because, like, what are you going to just do? Change his hair to gray at the end? Like, it's a timeless... It's, <laughs> it is. Like, like, it's pointless to be like, oh, it's going to be Indy 5. Because it's kind of a timeless... It's a story. attraction. So why would you... I don't know. In, I, case, I, in case anyone has forgotten, Indiana Jones Adventure is my number one Disneyland attraction. Rise is number two. So, I mean, shout mm -hmm. out to Harrison Ford franchises, but Indiana Jones Adventure... But you Adventure, do have to wonder, like, what, what would you... Unless they're going to full-on change the plot, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. I would cry. Um, well, they also couldn't do that in three months. No, I was simply saying that is what people are speculating online... I think I wanted, it'd be more than four months. I wanted to put the discourse online. No, it would be like a year or two long. If they were changing the storyline completely, it would have to be multiple years. Well, unless they just re-record the dialogue. 
you could change the storyline literally by, but I don't know why you would. Like to me, it's it's kind of a. I could see you throwing some Easter eggs in. I don't see a reason to to redo the whole thing, especially when it really does need some fixing up right now. And so I would just focus on make it work, make it great. Maybe some of the rooms where there's maybe not everything happening for a very long time. Throw Bring something from the movie in. Back the dry ice. That is my outlandish. Or something. There's other technology you could use now, I feel like. That's so. my outlandish thing that I know will never happen, is bring back the falling rock effect, the dry ice. Bring it back. Or something. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's you to know? say? Not me. All right. Since we've already established that we like Indiana Jones better than Star Wars, we're going to talk about Star you Wars. You established that. Okay. I don't know where I stand on that. I haven't seen all Indy the... Indy versus Star Wars? I haven't seen all the Indiana Jones movies. You haven't seen... Have you seen The Last Crusade? Uh-uh. Okay, uh-uh. so that one you need uh-uh. to see. And I think that you could make a fairly solid decision from after that. I've only seen the first two. All right. And you... We have a new series coming up from Star Wars called The Acolyte. And we're learning a little bit about this. We know it takes place about 100 years before the events of Phantom Menace. In fact, I think I read that it's actually 80 years, but... Anywhere 80 to 100 years before a long time. the events of The Phantom Menace. And apparently there are going to be Sith that are central to this. And it'll be uh, Jedi trying to figure out what's going on. And it's really because of the Sith are going on. And, uh, and apparently the Sith will have a fairly substantial part in this role. What do you think about, or in this show, what do you think about this? I want to say what I told you earlier. Mm-hmm. I find stories about the Jedi and the High Republic to be very stuffy and bland, a little bit, in my opinion. Um, I am not a Sith. Let me tell you this now. I know there's always two, but I'm not a Sith. I just find the Sith to be a little bit more interesting. I have the Skywalker saber, okay? Okay? Okay. I'm not a Sith. Okay. I just think <laughs> that Sith are cool and interesting. I think there are more interesting stories to tell with the Sith than with the High Republic and the Jedi. So here's what I think. Okay. This takes place 80 to 100 years before the events of Phantom Menace. I would be very intrigued to see if it's a setup for Palpatine's master. Somehow, Palpatine returned. Yeah, but I don't think the timeline works because I think Palpatine isn't old enough to be in this series from what I remember reading about him. And I think he is born like eight years or ten years after this series would take place. I was going to say, because she is pretty old in... But not old enough. prequels, but not old enough. No. And, um, And so that's where I'm wondering if this is really a setup for either his master or his master's masters. And and that could be very interesting to me. And I'd love to see, at the end of the day, this is going to be the origin story for the Sith of the Skywalkers saga, I think. And um, I think that's very fascinating. And I think if it's done in kind of, they say it's a mystery thriller. So to me, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, Tom Clancy's, you know, Hunt for Red October or or Clear and Present Danger or Patriot Games. Probably more Patriot Games, I think, in some ways. But 
Um, but if that's the direction it goes, I think this could be really, really cool. And perhaps terrifying. Because mm -hmm. we just don't see that much of terrifying Sith beyond maybe Revenge of the Sith. So you're looking forward to this? Yeah. Cool. All right, we're in Geeks Corner Plus. Anybody have any questions, comments, set up for Snoke? That's, well, that would be true also. We're just gonna stare at you guys until That's... you say something. So fun fact, I have um, a sprinkled Band-Aid on my finger. There's a, um, a set of Band-Aids and they're called the Brave Bandages mm. that you get for being very brave. And this one is all um, like sweets themed. So this is a little cake band-aid and it has sprinkles on it because I cut my thingy at work and it hurts. There you go. That's it. I just wanted to complain. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, next week is our Geek Miss Christmas episode. You... It is an hour long. No. Yes. Yes, it is. It's 13th next week. That's why I was prepping beforehand. No, that's so scary. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, that's next week. Yes. Anyway, it is next week. Same time, same place, but a little bit longer. And uh, we hope you won't miss it. It will be a lot of fun. We have a few things planned. We've got a few things more in the works. And it will be fantastic. But, Katie, what should people do? <laughs> oh my god. Shoot at DapsMagic.com. Check out all the Disney and Geek news as it happens. From there, you can find things like our previous Geek's Corner Christmas episodes and how much fun we have and why <laughs> research. you should... Why you should tune in next week for all the fun we are going to have together. Also, find our Patreon where you can see our geek mystery up close. And you'll get to see the new. And you can help us name. I feel like we should name the. We should uh, name the Banshee. The Banshee. All right. Uh, yes, also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as we got a ton more video that is going up from the weekend and moving forward. We got a lot more that we have to get up still, also. But that is all the time we have for you this week. So we'll see you around the corner. Bye.